Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We are starting today's reading with 2 Chronicles chapter 28. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. He did not do what was pleasing in the sight of the Lord as his ancestor David had done. Instead, he followed the example of the kings of Israel. He cast metal images for the worship of Baal. He offered sacrifices in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, even sacrificing his own sons in the fire. In this way, he followed the detestable practices of the pagan nations that the Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. He offered sacrifices and burned incense at the pagan shrines and on the hills and under every green tree. Because of all of this, the Lord his God allowed the king of Aram to defeat Ahaz and to exile large numbers of his people to Damascus. The armies of the king of Israel also defeated Ahaz and inflicted many casualties on his army. In a single day, Pekah, son of Remali, Israel's king, killed 120,000 of Judah's troops. All of them experienced warriors because they had abandoned the Lord, the God of their ancestors. Then Zechariah, a warrior from Ephraim, killed Massasiah, the king's son, Azaram, the king's palace commander, and Elkanai, the king's second-in-command. The armies of Israel captured 200,000 women and children from Judah and seized tremendous amounts of plunder, which they took back to Samaria. But a prophet of the Lord named Oded was there in Samaria when the army of Israel returned home. He went out to meet them and said, The Lord, the God of your ancestors, was angry with Judah and let you defeat them. But you have gone too far, killing them without mercy. And all heaven is disturbed. And now you are planning to make slaves of these people from Judah and Jerusalem. What about your own sins against the Lord your God? Listen to me and return these prisoners you have taken, for they are your own relatives. Watch out, because now the Lord's fierce anger has been turned against you. Then some of the leaders of Israel, Azariah, son of Jehonanam, Berechiah, son of Mishaloth, Jezariah, son of Shalom, and Amasa, son of Hadlai, agreed with this and confronted the men returning from battle. You must not bring the prisoners here, they declared. We can't afford to add to our sins and guilt. Our guilt is already great, and the Lord's fierce anger is already turned against Israel. So the warriors released the prisoners and handed over the plunder in the sight of the leaders and all the people. Then the four men, just mentioned by name, came forward and distributed clothes from the plunder to the prisoners who were naked. 
They provided clothing and sandals to wear, gave them enough food and drink, and dressed their wounds with olive oil. They put those who were weak on donkeys and took all the prisoners back to their own people in Jericho, the city of Palms. Then they returned to Samaria. At that time, King Ahaz of Judah asked the king of Assyria for help. The armies of Edom had again invaded Judah and taken captives, and the Philistines had raided towns located in the foothills of Judah and in the Negev of Judah. They had already captured and occupied Beth Shemesh, Ajalon, Gedaroth, Soko, with its villages. Timnah with its villages, Gimzo with its villages. The Lord was humbling Judah because of King Ahaz of Judah, for he had encouraged his people to sin and had been utterly unfaithful to the Lord. So when King Telath Pesalar of Assyria arrived, he attacked Ahaz instead of helping him. Ahaz took valuable items from the Lord's temple, the royal palace, and from the homes of his officials, and gave them to the king of Assyria as tribute, but this did not help him. Even during this time of trouble, King Ahaz continued to reject the Lord. He offered sacrifices to the gods of Damascus who had defeated him. For he said, Since these gods helped the king of Aram, they will help me too if I sacrifice to them. But instead, they led to his ruin and the ruin of all Judah. The king took the various articles from the temple of God and broke them into pieces. He shut the doors of the Lord's temple so that no one could worship there, and he set up altars to the pagan gods in every corner of Jerusalem. He made pagan shrines in all the towns of Judah for offering sacrifices to other gods. In this way, he aroused the anger of the Lord, the God of his ancestors." The rest of the events of Ahaz's reign and everything that he did from beginning to end are recorded in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. When Ahaz died, he was buried in Jerusalem, but not in the royal cemetery of the kings of Judah. Then his son, Hezekiah, became the next king. Also reading 2 Kings chapters 16 and 17. Ahaz, son of Jotham, began to rule in Judah in the 17th year of King Pekah's reign in Israel. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. He did not do what was pleasing in the sight of the Lord his God, as his ancestor David had done. Instead, he followed the example of the kings of Israel, even sacrificing his own son in the fire. In this way, he followed the detestable practices of the pagan nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. He offered sacrifices and burned incense at the pagan shrines and on the hills and under every green tree. Then King Rezin of Aram and King Pekah of Israel came to attack Jerusalem. They besieged Ahaz, 
but not to con- but could not conquer him. At that time, the king of Edom recovered the town of Elath for Edom. He drove out the people of Judah and sent Edom, Edomites to live there as they do to this day. King Ahaz sent messengers to King Telath-Pesalar of Assyria with this message, I am your servant and your vassal. Come up and rescue me from the attacking armies of Aram and Israel. Then Ahaz took the silver and gold from the temple of the Lord and the palace treasury and sent it as a payment to the Assyrian king. So the king of Assyria attacked the uh, Armenian capital of Damascus and led its population away as captives, resettling them in Kur. He also killed King Rezin. King Ahaz went, then went to Damascus to meet with King Telath-Pesalar of Assyria. While he was there, he took special note of the altar. Then he sent a model of, of the altar to Uriah the priest, along with its design in full detail. Uriah followed the king's instructions and built an altar just like it, and it was ready before the king returned from Damascus. When the king returned, he inspected the altar and made offerings on it. He presented a burnt offering and a grain offering. He poured out a liquid offering, and he sprinkled the blood of peace offerings on the altar. Then King Ahaz removed the old bronze altar from its place in front of the Lord's temple between the entrance and the new altar and placed it on the north side of the new altar. He told Uriah the priest, Use the new altar for the morning sacrifices for burnt offering, the evening grain offering, the king's burnt offering and grain offering and the burnt offerings of all the people, as well as their grain offerings and liquid offerings. Sprinkled the blood from all the burnt offerings and sacrifices on the new altar. The bronze altar will be for my personal use only. Uriah the priest did just as King Ahaz commanded him. Then the king removed the side panels and basins from the portable water carts, He also removed the great bronze basin called the sea from the backs of the bronze oxen and placed it on the stone pavement. In deference for the king of Assyria, he also removed the canopy that had been constructed inside the palace for use on the Sabbath day, as well as the king's outer entrance to the temple of the Lord. The rest of the events of Ahaz's reign and everything that he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Judah. When Ahaz died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son, Hezekiah, became the next king. Hoshea, son of Elah, became, began to rule over Israel in the twelfth year of King Ahaz's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria nine years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but not to the same extent as the kings of Israel who ruled before him. 
King Shalmaneser of Assyria attacked King Hoshea, so Hoshea was forced to pay heavy tribute to Assyria. But Hoshea stopped paying the annual tribute and conspired against the king of Assyria by asking King So of Egypt to help him shake free from Assyria's power. When the king of Assyria discovered this treachery, he seized Hoshea and put him in prison. Then the king of Assyria invaded the entire land, and for three years he besieged the city of Samaria. Finally, in the ninth year of King Hoshea's reign, Samaria fell, and the people of Israel were exiled to Assyria. They were settled in colonies in Hala, along the banks of the Habor River in Gozan, and in the cities of the Medes. This disaster came upon the people of Israel because they worshipped other gods. They sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them safely out of Egypt and had rescued them from the power of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. They had followed the practices of the pagan nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of them, as well as the practices of the kings of Israel had introduced. The people of Israel had also secretly done many things that were not pleasing to the Lord their God. They built pagan shrines for themselves in all their towns, from the smallest outpost to the largest walled city. They set up sacred pillars and Asherah poles in the top of every hill and under every green tree. They offered sacrifices on all the hilltops, just like the nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of them. So the people of Israel had done many evil things, arousing the Lord's anger. Yes, they worshipped idols, despite the Lord's specific and repeated warnings. Again and again, the Lord had sent his prophets and seers to warn both Israel and Judah. Turn from all your evil ways. Obey my commands and decrees, the entire law I commanded your ancestors to obey, and that I gave you through my servants, the prophets. But the Israelites would not listen. They were as stubborn as their ancestors who had refused to believe in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors, and they despised all his warnings. They worshipped worthless idols, so they became worthless themselves. They followed the example of the nations around them, disobeying the Lord's command not to imitate them. They rejected all the commands of the Lord their God and made two calves from metal. They set up an Asherah pole and worshipped Baal and all the forces of heaven. They even sacrificed their own sons and daughters in the fire. They consulted fortune tellers and practiced sorcery and sold themselves to evil, arousing the Lord's anger. Because the Lord was very angry with Israel, he swept them away from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah remained in the land, but even the people of Judah refused to obey the commands of the Lord their God, for they followed the evil practices that Israel had introduced. The Lord rejected all the descendants of Israel. 
He punished them by handing them over to their attackers until he banished Israel from his presence. For when the Lord tore Israel from the kingdom of David, they chose Jeroboam, son of Nebat, as their king. But Jeroboam drew Israel away from following the Lord and made them commit a great sin. And the people of Israel persisted in all their evil ways, in all the evil ways of Jeroboam. They did not turn from these sins until the Lord finally swept them away from his presence, just as all the prophets had warned. So Israel was exiled from their land of Assyria to the land of Assyria, where they remain to this day. The king of Assyria transported groups of people from Babylon, Kulath, Eva, Hamath, and Sepharvam, and resettled them to the towns in the towns of Samaria, replacing the people of Israel. They took possession of Samaria and lived in its towns. But since these foreign settlers did not worship the Lord when they first arrived, the Lord sent lions upon them, which killed some of them. So a message was sent to the king of Assyria, The people you have sent to live in the towns of Samaria do not know the religious customs of the God of the land. He has sent lions among them to destroy them because they have not worshipped him correctly. The king of Assyria then commanded, Send one of the exiled priests back to Samaria. Let him live there and teach the new residents the religious customs of the God of the land. So one of the priests who had been exiled from Samaria returned to Bethel and taught the new residents how to worship the Lord. But these various groups of foreigners also continued to worship their own gods. In town after town where they lived, they placed their idols in the pagan shrines that the people of Samaria had built. Those from Babylon worshipped idols of their god, Succoth Benoth. Those from Kunath, worshipped their god, Nergal. And those from Hamath worshipped Ashamah. The Havites worshipped their god, Nimbaz and Tartak. And the people of Seravam even burned their own children as sacrifices to their gods, Amorak and Anamarak. These new residents worshipped the Lord, but they also appointed for themselves among themselves all sorts of people as priests to offer sacrifices at their places of worship. And though they worshiped the Lord, they continued to follow their own gods according to the religious customs of the nations from which they came. And this is still going on today. They continued to follow their former practices instead of truly worshiping the Lord and obeying the decrees, regulations, instructions, and commands he gave the descendants of Jacob, whose name he changed to Israel. For the Lord had made a covenant with the descendants of Jacob and commanded them, Do not worship any of the other gods or bow down before them or serve them or offer sacrifices to them. But worship only the Lord who brought you out of Egypt with great strength and a powerful arm. Bow down to him alone. 
and offer sacrifices only to him. Be careful at all times to obey the decrees, regulations, and instructions and commands that he wrote for you. You must not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I made with you. And do not worship other gods. You must worship only the Lord your God. He is the one who will rescue you from all your enemies. But the people would not listen and continued to follow their former practices. So while these new residents worshiped the Lord, they also worshiped their idols. And to this day, their descendants do the same. With today's reading, we see the the fall and destruction of the northern kingdom of Israel because of their faithlessness in serving other gods. The Lord gave them over to the nation of Assyria. But there is one thing that when we are reading about the northern tribes, the northern kingdom of Israel, there's one statement over the last many readings concerning the fall that we keep coming back to. Each reminded the reader and reminds us that each of the kings did what was evil and they continued to do the evil ways of Jeroboam. And if you remember, King Jeroboam was the first king of the divided nation, the nation of Israel. This message is as a reminder that the sins of one person can continue to affect from generation to generation. The people made their own decisions of who to serve and not to serve the Lord God. And yet, because of Jeroboam's sin, they continue to walk in that way. It's a reminder for us that we need to be very careful of what we are doing so that those that are watching us, our children, our grandchildren, our our neighbors, those that are younger and watching us, that we are influencing them more than what we could ever begin to realize. And if we're not careful... They can follow our practices. And if they're not godly, then this will certainly affect them to their undoing. The nation of Israel would be no more. And yet God still had his plan. All was coming according to the way that he knew things would be. So we give God all praise for that. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.